I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh, Vibrations around die 
I am the earth and water, I am the full moon, I am the first mother, the universal womb. They call me sacred lotus wisdom of the can supreme, the mothership that brought the first terrestrial being. I come from distant planets and now I have returned. I am the great goddess come to you in human form. Mysterious by nature, I hold my magic wand, cast my kairi shells and read them in the dirt I stand on. My power is electric, you feel it in my gaze. I will live on when others perish in the end of days. They call it I mortal, I move through space portals. My body turns to dust, I traded for a better model. I am the shrine keeper, civilization teacher. I am the sun's reflection and the divine receiver. I birthed the last giants, now called the juggernauts. When I designed the trees, I made the roots from my Nazi locks. I am the fertile ground, and I am heaven's skies. I'm made of dark matter and full of pure light. I'm just a tiny proton inside the smallest atom. I am a black hole, pulling stars inside my chasm. You think you know me, but my name eludes you well. I am your consciousness, and I'm your dream spell. I am but all things, yet I am none at all. Enemies fear me, but mostly they just respect and awe. Something, as we say, I'm compelled by a spiritual force that I cannot resist. Besides me, I share concubines by the shade. Um, which a, means? Which means a spiritual force that I cannot resist. I am the earth and water. I am the full moon. I am the first mother, the universal womb. They call me sacred lotus with the mother kind supreme. The mothership that brought the first terrestrial being. I come from distant planets and now I have returned. I am the great goddess come to you in human form. Mysterious by nature, I hold my magic wand. Cast my carry shells and read them in the dirt I stand on. My power is electric, you feel it in my gaze. I will live on when others perish in the end of days. They call it I mortal, I move through space portals. 
my body tongues to dust, I traded for a better model. I am the shrine keeper, civilization teacher. I am the sun's reflection and the divine receiver. I birthed the last giants, now called the juggernauts. When I designed the trees, I made the roots from my Nazi locks. I am the fertile ground, and I am heaven's skies. I'm made of dark matter and full of pure light. I'm just a tiny proton inside the smallest atom. I am a black hole, pulling stars inside my chasm. You think you know me, but my name eludes you well. I am your consciousness, and I'm your dream spell. I am but all things, yet I am none at all. Enemies fear me, but mostly they just respect it all. They always thought Africa was something dark and mysterious because of lack of knowledge. If you want to go to Africa, go back to Africa. You know, all those kind of negative things that try to make you really feel bad, but, you know, they just show their own ignorance because I feel good about my Africanism. Joyous, joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Woman Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tane. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within the listening ear. Tonight's theme is the law of vibration. The law 
of vibration, starting off in the praise up, as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already revealed. Hebrews 11, 1 to 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the world's were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen not made of things which do appear. Mark eleven twenty three and 24. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall unto this mountain be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe, that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Job twenty-two twenty-eight. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Proverbs 21.31 The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. Genesis 11.6 And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they began to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Habakkuk 2.3 For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Matthew nineteen twenty six to 29 Yeshua looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Peter answered him, we have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? Yeshua said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields, for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. Philippians 4, 7-10 And the peace of God, which patheth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, 
whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at least your care of me have flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. And from the Nag Hammadi Library, the interpretation of knowledge. They came to believe by means of signs and wonders and fabrications. The likeness that came to be through them followed him, but through reproaches and humiliations before they received the apprehension of a vision, they fled without having heard that the Christ had been crucified. But our generation is fleeing since it does not yet even believe that the Christ is alive. In order that our faith may be holy and pure, not relying upon itself actively, but maintaining itself planted in him, do not say, whence is the patience to measure faith? For each one is persuaded by the things he believes. If he disbelieves them, then he would be unable to be persuaded. But it is a great thing for a man who has faith, since he is not in belief, which is in the world. Now the world is the place of unfaith and the place of death, and death exists as likeness, and they will not believe. A holy thing is the faith to see the likeness. The opposite is unfaith in the likeness. The things that he will grant them will support them. It is impossible for them to attain to the imperishability. will become loosened, those who were sent, for he who is distressed will not believe. He is unable to bring a great church since it is gathered out of a small gathering. He became an emanation of a trace. For also they say about the likeness that it is apprehended by means of his trace. For structure apprehends by means of the likeness, but God apprehends by means of its members. He knew them before they were begotten, and they will know him. And the one who begot each one from the first will indwell them. He will rule over them. In Yeshua's name, he will rule over each of the members in the body of Christ. He became an emanation of a trace, a vibration, a vibration. For they also say about the likeness that it is apprehended by means of his trace by the means of his vibration, an emanation of a trace. The law of vibration. We're going to take a music moment and come back with tonight's theme, Blessings and Grace. Oh, I 
what key I want to do this in. Everybody knows that they're guilty. Everybody knows that they've lied. Everybody knows that they're guilty. Resting on their conscience, eating their inside. It's freedom. Said it's freedom time now. It's freedom. Said it's freedom time now. Time to get free. Oh, give yourselves up now. It's freedom. Said it's freedom time. Yeah, there's a war in the mind over territory for the dominion. Who will dominate the opinions, schisms, and isms, keeping us in forms of religion, conforming our vision to the world church's decision, trapped in a section. Submitted to committee election, moral infection, epidemic lies and deception, insurrection of the highest possible order, distort, and I take recorders from hearing like underwater, beyond the borders, find ascending disorder, bound by the strategy of systemic depravity, heavy as gravity, head first in the cavity, without a bottom, a fate worse than Sodom, what's got him, drunk off the spirits, truth comes, we can't hear it, when you've been programmed to fear it, I had a vision, I was falling in indecision, appalling, calling religious, a program on television, how can Dominant wisdom be recognized in a system of antichrists and majority rules, intelligent fools. PhDs an illusion, masters a mass confusion, bachelors a past delusion. Now who you choosing? The head of the tail, the bloodshed of the male, or confidence in the veil. Conferences at Yale, discussing doctrines of bail, causing people to fail, keeping the third in jail. His words nailed everything to the tree, severing all of me from all that I used to be. Formless and void, totally paranoid. Enjoy darkness as Lord, keeping me from the sword. Blocked from mercy, bitter than Cersei. Hungry and thirsty for good meat, we would eat and still dine at the table of deceit. How incomplete, from confrontation to retreat. We belong in true enemies' defeat. Destitute of necessity, causing desperation to get the best of me. Punishment till there was nothing left of me. Realizing the unescapable death of me. No options in the valley of decision The only doctrine, supernatural circumcision Inwardly, only water can purge the heart From words to fiery darts Thrown by the workers of the arts Iniquity, shaping in There's no escaping when Your whole philosophy is paper thin In vanity, the wide road is insanity Could it be all of humanity? Picture that, scripture that The origin of man's heart is black How can we show up for an invisible war? Preoccupied with a shadow, making love with a whore Aching the sores, Babylon the great mystery Mother of human history, system of social sorcery Our present condition needs serious recognition Where there's no repentance, there can be no remission And that sentence, more serious than Vietnam The atom bomb in Saddam and Minister Farrakhan What's going on? What's the priority to you? By what authority do we do? The majority hasn't a clue Majored in curses, search the chapters, check the verses, recapture the land, remove the mark from off our hands so we can stand in agreement with his command. Everything else is damned, let them with ears understand. <laughs> Everything else is damned, let them with ears understand. <laughs> it's freedom, said it's freedom time now. It's freedom, said it's freedom time now. It's freedom. I'ma be who I am. It's freedom time. Said it's freedom time. Everybody knows that they've lied. 
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with the law of vibration. Now let's break down the definition of vibration. It's a person's emotional state, the atmosphere of a place, or the associations of an object as communicated to and felt by others. Everything flows in and flows out again, 
Everything has its tides. Everything rises and falls. Everything is vibration. Nothing is static. Everything is moving. The even movement of the pendulum is evident in everything. The swing of the pendulum to one side equals the swing of the pendulum to the other side. Rhythm equalizes. Overcome rigidity and live in flexibility. Whatever is rigid must break apart. Now the Kabbalion states, nothing rests, everything moves, everything vibrates. This principle embodies the truth that everything is in motion, everything vibrates, nothing is at rest. This principle explains that the difference between different manifestations of matter, energy, mind, and even spirit result largely from the varying rates of vibration. All matter vibrates on a certain frequency, and like frequencies attract like frequencies, like attract like. And they say opposites attract. Not true. Think about it. The people you are most drawn to share either a common trait of yours, a common interest, or in some way have something in common with you. This is exactly how spiritual law works. Each vibration is drawn to other vibrations that share a common thread, which means that positives are attracted to positives and negatives are attracted to negatives. Have you ever heard misery loves company? It's the law of vibration at work. Be conscious of the vibrations you're giving off. Be positive in your thoughts, words, and actions. Evaluate the vibration frequency of the thing you want most and mimic that vibration. The law of vibration is at the core of the laws of attraction and the law of polarity. All the universe was created by the thought of God, from ancient Egyptian philosophy to Christianity and other major world religions. This is the distilled essence of the creation mythos in every religion. Thought creates reality. Understand this, thought creates reality. Thought has a vibration, just as objects in the material world have a vibration. Everything in the universe, from physical items to your thoughts, has a vibration. Vibration can be altered. You can use vibration to, a, to either attract or repel, in a sense, whether you want them to or not. Your thoughts are always sending out a vibration to the universe, telling it to match and send back to you. You can either go on living passively as if you have no control over what you attract, or you can learn how to be an alchemist by taking control of your thoughts and subsequently the vibrations they emit. Thoughts have a frequency, which means that people tend to get unnecessarily cerebral about altering their vibration. While it's important to be able to visualize and master your thoughts, the shortcut is to master your feelings first. Emotional triggers are powerful on both ends of the spectrum. A song can take you to sweeping heights of joy or plummet you into the depths of despair. 
a scent, something that you smell, can take you back to a wonderful day in your life or remind you of something you'd rather forget. Beautiful scenery can put you in a state of calm, energy, and hope, while a cluttered office can make you feel unproductive. You know which emotional triggers make you happy and which ones make you fill with dread. Avoid negative emotional triggers and instead fill your life with music, people, smells, sights, materials, and activities that bring you joy. And you will automatically raise your vibration frequency to attract more joy, more happiness, and more peace. A choice to focus on fear, doubt, and worry regarding money creates anxiety, which is in a nonverbal kind of way, in essence, emitting and projecting into and communicating with the field of energy where every conceivable frequency exists in your intention. And this nonverbal intention determines what you are asking for. Simply put, your chosen frequency and vibrational intensity is at this energetic level, is in essence communicating and asking for whatever it might be that you are having fear, doubt, and worry about. The frequency that you are choosing to project harmonizes with frequencies that exist at the same vibrational intensity. And these two harmonious frequencies gravitate toward one another, constantly gathering and joining with additional frequencies that also harmonize. And once the cycle's complete, they show up in physical form as the physical reality that we experience. Energy is consciousness, and it either contracts or expands to maintain or increase its rate of frequency. The process of how fast or slow energy contracts back towards its center point of source field is the vibration rate. Beyond the material realm and into a realm in which everything is energy is the law of vibration, a natural universal law that states that nothing rests, everything moves, everything vibrates, which forms a rate of frequency. The lower the vibration, the slower the vibration. The higher the vibration, the faster the vibration. The difference between the manifestations of the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual results simply from the different levels of vibrating energy or frequencies. So while the feelings of fear, grief, and despair vibrate at a very low rate of frequency, the feelings of love, joy, gratitude vibrate much quicker. Consciousness energy, vibration, consists of and is unconnected, providing a distinct vibratory pattern and is immediately transmitted and received with no concept of space or time when released into the universe. Consciousness vibration is not limited to time and space. Vast amounts of qualities of vibrational frequency exist as an ever-present consciousness layer that exists in the entire universe. Everything in our universe consists of layers of vibrational frequency. Everything that exists must generate from a central point of universal consciousness, the original source of which that vibration exists, the God source, the Most High, 
the center point of all union, is known as many names amongst the people of our world. The universal consciousness, the most high, the source of all that is, was or ever will be. Although it is referred to in many different ways, regardless of the names attached to it by humankind, it exists and is always present in some form in everyone and everything. Each of us, as an individual being, are an integral yet individual part of this universal God consciousness and collectively make up a portion of the whole of the universal conscious vibration, much like a drop of water is a part of and makes up the body of water in an ocean. There are also many layers of vibrational fields that are reduced to smaller forms of the galactic, solar, planetary, human, animal, plant, and natural kingdoms of the earth, all groupings of collective consciousness fields that uniquely vibrate and that interconnect into overall universal consciousness vibration. Humanity and everything else within our universe in our most basic form exists as a unique arrangement of vibrational frequency that was originally generated from the central and original source, the Most High. Our thoughts are cosmic waves of energy that penetrate all time and space. Thought is the most potent vibration, so this means you attract to you what you want and wish for. Learn about the power of thought and how they make ripples in the sea of energy we call the universe, consciousness. In 1910, Wallace D. Waddles wrote, He speaks of thinking stuff from which all things are made. Everything you see on earth is made from one original source, out of which all things proceed. There is a thinking stuff from which all things are made, and which, in its original state, permeates, penetrates, and fills the interspaces of the universe. A thought in this substance produces the thing that is imagined by thought. Man can form things in his thought, and by impressing his thought upon formless substance, can cause the thing he thinks about to be created. When you know that your thoughts and emotions are vibrating, and you know that like attract like, you will appreciate that you can now start to alter your life by just altering your thoughts and emotions. Unfortunately, many of us are programmed from childhood to have thoughts and emotions about worry, fear, scarcity, and so on. If you change these patterns of thoughts and feelings, you'll be able to attract into your life what you truly want. Now, of course, you may not always be in situations where the vibrations are good. You may be unhappy about the bad vibrations at work, in your neighborhood, or even in your home. Yeshua said, agree with thine adversary quickly, Matthew 5.25. Don't be misled. He's talking about your adverse reaction, the bad vibration, and your resistance. To agree as he uses the term, means to get in tune with the Most High, to become synchronized with a divine flow. When you are poised in yourself, you are in position to project this positive vibration to the world. Ask yourself, am I part of the solution to the problems around me, or am I part of the problem? If you react with anger or bitterness or fear, 
you are projecting negative vibrations and you are being part of the problem. Unless you want to perpetuate conditions around you, you must change your thoughts about them. Yeshua said to let your light shine. One of the positive vibrations of light emanating from him can walk into a room and his presence is immediately felt as a harmonizing influence. We need to work constantly to heighten our consciousness, to build positive vibrations within. How does one apply the law of vibration in their life? The first thing you want to do is to figure out how being, doing, or having your goal manifest or come true is going to make you feel. Once you have that feeling, do whatever it takes to get yourself into that emotional state as often as possible. This may mean doing things or going places that give you that feeling or even taking a few minutes a day to vividly imagine what it will be like once your goal manifests. Remember, the more time you spend in that emotional state or vibration, the sooner your goal will arrive. And dream big and then put yourself in that emotional state of what it feels like to have that dream come true as often as you can. The universe will eventually align itself with that vibrational frequency. And using vibrational energy to attract what you want, you can do so by writing down what you want. Cast your spell, use your spelling words, overstand. And when you write, you make 23 synaptic connections. So you're actually writing it in your spirit. Write down what you want. Write down your goals. Your energy begins vibrating closer to what you want. It's like striking a tuning fork and making the fine adjustments on a guitar string. It brings you closer to a vibrational match by expressing and committing to an idea. Visualize. You begin feeling what you want inside of you. You are feeling its vibration inside of you. The more you visualize and feel how good it is to have what you want as part of you, the more you bring your energy into alignment with your desire. Affirmations. Remove energetic blockages to manifesting. If you don't believe you can have what you want, you are putting up an energetic block. You are matching your energy to what you believe you can have, not necessarily what you want. And feelings. If you feel what you desire vibrating as a part of you, you become the instrument in tune with the tuning fork. Feel how awesome it is to have and do what you want. Feelings are the most powerful vibration, the most powerful vibration lifters. You can talk and talk to yourself, but unless you feel it, you won't raise your vibration. And gratitude being thankful for what you have now. The positive energy of gratitude raises your vibration to a higher state. Think about good energy as light and high and negative energy as heavy and dark and use the love or the spiritual toolkit to clear your energy of past negativity and begin climbing to a higher vibrating energy and radiate love Love is a flowing energy, an energy that permeates within light. 
Flow feels good. It's soothing, smooth, gentle, uplifting, kind. By contrast, hate is a forceful energy that pushes against everything and damages it. If you're sending out forceful energy, that's what you'll get back. Spend time every day sending out waves of love. Vibrational energy is not just about manifesting. Be aware that everything, absolutely everything, has energetic vibration. Thoughts, herbs, foods, songs, all have energy. If you surround yourself with high vibrating objects and think high vibrating thoughts of love, peace, and compassion, you cannot help but attract similar energies. Practice self-love to fuel your energetic transformation. Your positive energy vibrations depends on the waves of love, but it's not just the love you give to others. It's also the love you give yourself. I know it's hard at times, especially if you made mistakes, bad decisions, or missed opportunities in your past. Nonetheless, hating on yourself is a bad habit that you need to replace quickly. With repetition, compassion, and empathy, you'll love yourself once again. Life can throw you a curveball when you least expect it. If you make a wrong move, keep calm, composed, and bet on yourself to win. When times get tough, become your own best friend. Over and above that, you must stay patient with yourself. Your mistakes are opportunities to learn and grow from where you are to where you want to be. In regards to vibrational frequency, at the end of the day, your life lessons help accelerate your development and evolution, so embrace each and every one of them. Everyone has a past. You've made some bad choices with some unfavorable consequences. I understand that because I have too. However, remember that every day is a brand new day and a new life. Overnight, your 24 hours replenish like magic. The opportunity to change patterns, clean karma, raise positive vibrational energy begins when you rise every morning. And that's a privilege you can't afford to abuse. Love, kindness, compassion, and forgiveness can heal you from the inside out. Observe and improve yourself. Be kind to yourself. Tell yourself how beautiful you are, that you're a winner, that you make amazing decisions, that you deserve success and abundance, and that you may fail or lose at times, but you will never lose your lessons. And remember your spiritual roots to raise your perception. It's easy to forget that you're a spiritual being when the world around us promotes material living constantly. In truth, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And your vibrational frequency can take a blow when you overlook the fact that you're multidimensional. You reside in more than just your physical body. A vast network of energy runs in and around you at all times and acts as a gateway into your higher states of consciousness. Remind yourself daily that you're a spiritual being on a journey of growth, transformation, and evolution. And when you repeat this affirmation, do it with clarity, purpose, 
and faith to make it stick in your mind. Acquire knowledge to accelerate your energetic evolution. The time you spend learning, reading, writing, and discovering raises your vibration substantially. You become aware of the truth within this planet and the suffering that goes on. However, you don't focus on the terrible things surrounding you. Instead, focus on who you want to become because you know you must be the change that you want to see in the world. On top of that, you realize that humanity's outer environment can only change if each person individually accepts responsibility for raising their vibrational frequency and accelerating their evolution. When you transform your thoughts, actions, and intentions, your vibrational frequency rises and in turn affecting humanity as a whole, the entire planet, and the entire universe. Soften your energy to release creativity and harmony. Your energy can harden when you surround yourself with aggressive, forceful, and destructive actions, thoughts, and beliefs. Instead, you should center your focus on your own inner peace and conflicting beliefs which sometimes cause disharmony in your life. Your focus should direct toward the good things, things like music, art, and literature, which encourage creative thought. People may ask you for guidance because they sense your soft, harmonious, and positive vibrations. In these times, you should share your perspective and lessons with them. Never preach or try to control what others think. People need to experience and learn about life at their pace, based on their free will, beliefs, and behaviors. In time, the universe will direct them towards a life-changing epiphany, teaches them a profound lesson, and alters their vibrational frequency forever. Take responsibility to become proactive and pursue remarkable new adventures. You have the gift of life and everything that occurs within life is your responsibility. The law of vibration states that you are a multidimensional and vibrating entity. Therefore, aspects of yourself exist in the past, present, and future continuum of your energy and vibrational fields. Multiple conscious states make up your human form. They include your consciousness, unconsciousness, subconscious, and superconscious energies. These energies create your experiences. The vibrational energy in this moment creates your entire life experience right now. You have a choice as to the direction you want to take it. In order to keep your past from affecting your present and future, you need to take responsibility for your life and energy today through meditation and openness to self-correction. You can transform your destructive behavior patterns and increase your positive vibrational frequency. The truth is, if you want to be happy, then you must create that feeling within yourself. No external factor can create it for you. Project your true self to live an authentic and fulfilling life. Your mask must come off. Your true self should be, should be vibrating bright, free, and unrestricted. This way you can live an authentic life that touches the very essence of your true nature. You have nothing to keep secret or to hide. You must become open, honest, and live from your heart. 
Your choices are your own. Others' manipulation should never deter you from your true path. You shouldn't be discouraged by what others think, feel, or say. When you adopt this mindset, your vibrational frequency rises above your comfort zone as your spirit gains essential experience and wisdom. Accept your interconnection with the universe and expand your consciousness. You're part of an enormous energetic ecosystem on earth and beyond. Matter and constantly vibrating in various forms is linked directly to you. The air you breathe, the water you drink, the dirt you stand on, the trees you plant, the animals you feed, the sun that heats you, it all exists as one living consciousness that supports and sustains life on this extraordinary planet. And you're a part of this sacred matrix of energy. With everything that you take, you're expected to give back equally. This is how the world works, as does the universe. Life is sustainable this way. If you don't recognize your place in this ecosystem, then you take more and more without giving back and become greedy. And this draws negative vibrational energies within your energy field and causes an imbalance. Energy seeks balance. Your life is sacred, but so is all other life. Remember this and you'll expand your consciousness and vibration. You must appreciate that every day you're alive is sacred. Every breath supports your life. Every meal is nourishment to your body. And it all contains vibrating energy at various levels. And perceive the diversity of creation to appreciate all things. Creation is diverse. And when you understand that no two things are alike, your appreciation for all things heightens. You recognize that no two things fit in one basket. You should always respect another soul. Honor it and respect its free will to act in a way that supplements its own evolution. Strengthen your thoughts and emotions to transcend limitation. You're a being of vibrating energy. That's why you must direct that energy to where you want it to go, not to where you don't want it to go. You're powerful. And when you understand the power your feelings, emotions, thoughts, and words possess, you'll evolve exponentially and attain a life equivalent to your wildest dreams. It only happens if you take control of those elements within you. The energy of everything affects you in one way or another. The energy within music, people, affects your vibration, your health, and well-being. And bypass the need to, to be perfect. Perfection is a perception, and perception is flawed. The idea of perfection should disappear. Perfection should never be the result you expect from yourself. The path to a higher vibrational frequency is not linear. You will make mistakes, miss essential spiritual lessons, and hit roadblocks along the way because you're not perfect. Not me, not you, not anything. And that's totally okay. Appreciate beauty to remember the miracle of life. Meditate daily to clear your mental chaos. Learn to give without expectations 
to elevate your vibration. Avoid gossip and negativity to free up positive energy. Adopt a lifestyle, an active lifestyle, to trigger positive biochemistry. In order to raise your vibrational frequency, you need to adopt the active lifestyle because it triggers the positive biochemistry in your body that leads to a happy and abundant life. You have to keep your blood pumping. Make a commitment to yourself to take control of your life. Breathe deeply to relax and reinvigorate your nervous system. Face your fears to awaken remarkable new possibilities. The thing that you're most afraid of is what you most need to face. When you choose to face your fears and live outside of your comfort zone, then you're free to uncover new and greater possibilities and opportunities. What's more, you open your mind and a type of positive stress that's linked to greater states of vibrational frequency. Every choice has a comfort zone direction based on fear and stress and an uncomfort zone direction. Choose the uncomfort zone direction. Watch your life and energy transform in wonderful new ways. Surround yourself with positive people to vitalize your spirit. The reason it's inevitable that your vibration raises or drops according to the strongest energy frequency in your proximity. If the frequency of someone is higher than yours, then your vibrational frequency goes up. If it's lower, then your vibrational frequency goes down. Because of this, I suggest you surround yourself with people that pull you up. You deserve to be there. You deserve to actively think, evolve, and push your boundaries further than they've ever been before. Repeat positive affirmations. Visualize and feel what you want. Surround yourself with positive people. Act as if you already have what you desire. Be aware of your thoughts and actions. Give back with your time or with monetary donations. Quiet your mind. Meditate. Take time to think about nothing. Talk about what you want and not about what you don't want. Be selective in your thoughts or your thought vibrations. The law of vibration holds that everything moves and that everything has a frequency. That means that everything can change. Your thoughts produce powerful frequencies that create your reality. As sons and daughters of the Most High, it is our birthright to create our own realities as the Most High created this universe with his thought. Rather than going through life helplessly and passively, know that everything you do and everything you think and feel has a vibration that affects your life, and that is a good thing. What moves can change direction? If you don't like your life, change your vibration. It's never too late to begin. Vibration is not time sensitive at all. Whether you've been vibrating at a given frequency for seconds or decades, you still have just as much power to change it. To change it in Yeshua's name. Claim your sovereignty. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis. Blessings and grace.
Oh, I don't know what this is going to sound like. So, um, let's just turn it on. You know? Transformation. <clears throat> Journey transformation, new form, raw form, me and me, creating me, know thyself, relax, fit facts, be cool, vibe out, love life, we flow, we glow like stars, bright light, take flight, started as a caterpillar, then you turn into a butterfly, dig a bowl like the planet, smooth and tune, make room, make way for transformation, new nation, eradicating all the lies, I don't fall for your disguise, I'm too high up in the sky, the most high creates a way, I see the light, health as well, cleanse yourself and eat well, sleep good, travel on, on your journey, you will find peace of mind, just release, sweet release, sweet Oshun She will wash you, rebirth is on the way In the meantime, kick a verse You deserve a sacred space Just erase all your fears and the doubt Onward, no turning back, listen close And come alive, come alive, come alive, come alive Come alive, come alive, come alive, come alive Come alive, come alive, come alive, come alive Come alive, come alive, come alive, come alive. Self-care is real, so important. You have to feel your greatness to obtain. Just maintain, you feed your brain. Many books and information from the elders. Listen well, wishing well. Make one set intentions, pick one, and devote the time and energy to help it grow. Just like a seed, you will know you will come alive. Things get tough and you lose your mind. But you find your way somehow, some days. Destiny is the key. Follow that, unlock the door, then go in a little more. Come out a little deeper. That's Show your love itself a little more and dive deep You will see your higher self just waiting to be Waiting for your ascension Did I mention to be careful Cause when demons they be waiting They be lurking Please be certain you're not flirting with the devil Just keep hooked past them With their passion Keep, keep, keep it flashing And in the flash you will start to come alive Come alive, come alive Come alive, come alive, come alive Come alive, come alive Calling you so true, you can come alive. Dive into the abyss, the unknown, all will be shown. Shine your light, journey inward, journey home. You are not alone, we're all just becoming alive. Right? Many 
minds are lighting up, so many souls are burning. So many are weak, are rising up, so many are weak, are learning. So many minds are lighting up, so many souls are burning. So many are weak, are heighting up, Babylon the table's turning. Rise up the flames and Babylon, they are in trouble. Then rise up like steam when time departs, it starts to bubble. So why is the fire hit us, spread and control everything? So rise up and rise, but you're gonna burn in every devil. Find a way, give eyes it and we play. So come what may, from Babylon we break away. Happy answer to the call, run the back against the wall. We'll see a brighter day, we steady paving the way. Cause we keep the fire burning, every day we're learning. I'm always to sign. As we're on this journey, things get upsetting. Always to sign. So many miles. So many souls are burning So many are we are rising up So many are we are learning So many minds are lighting up So many souls are burning So many are we are heighting up Babylon the table is turning Diamond in the rough Beyond the dirt and dust Lies the heart so pure Just need for polish up The rain of all but does it up Pata boy be cool no no The pressure's rising up But the youths them rising up Turn out by ya Carry we higher as we climb a real Rise there's no turning back higher One step at a time Trotting one foot in front of the other Filled with lots of signs This is road of life we travel on Let faith be the guide I'm always a Blessings and grace. And I'm back with the Go and Gnosis, your news infused with consciousness, starting off on time.com. Our voice will count. Former felon praises Florida passing Amendment 4, which will restore voting rights to 1.4 million people. Florida voters approved Amendment 4 on Tuesday night in the 2018 midterm elections, restoring voting rights to more than 1 million people in the state who were previously convicted of felonies. This is transformative in Florida, Howard Simon, executive director of the ACLU of Florida, tells Time. We will no longer have second-class citizens. Approximately 1.4 million people will be granted the right to vote in Florida elections because of Amendment 4, according to Public Citizen. The amendment, which passed Tuesday night with 64% of the vote, restores voting rights for people convicted of felonies as long as they have been completed their sentences, though it excludes people convicted of murder or felony sex offenses. A disproportionate share of those arrested and incarcerated in Florida are minorities, particularly African Americans. In 2016, more than 418,000 black people, or 17.9% of potential black voters in Florida, couldn't vote 
due to their past felony convictions, according to Vox. For many former felons, the passage of Amendment 4 represents a shift in the way they view themselves in society. Marissa Alexander, who was convicted of aggravated assault in 2012 for firing a warning shot at her husband, who she said abused her, has advocated for the amendment to restore former felons' right to vote, to work in society to contribute, and to have things that affect you that pass and not be able to have a say, and now be able to have a say collectively that our voice counts will count as a huge psychological change, Alexander tells Time. The amendment's approval represents the culmination of decades of efforts by both individuals and advocacy organizations, including thousands of phone calls and hundreds of hours of local canvassing in the run-up to the November 2018 elections. We have worked for this for almost 20 years, says Simon. When a 2000 election was affected by the felon purge list, we went to Florida to end Florida's system of lifetime felon disenfranchisement. More states have some voting restrictions for people convicted of felonies. Many laws that prevent people currently in prison from voting, while others are laws that prevent people from voting until they have finished parole or probation. Only in Florida, Kentucky, and Iowa are former felons barred from voting even after they have completed their sentences. Florida did have a system established by Governor Rick Scott to restore voting rights for released felons, but the process often took years of work before someone can get a hearing for their civil rights to be restored, which was not guaranteed. As a result, Florida still has the highest number of citizens who cannot vote in any state, with more than 10% of the potential voters preventing from casting ballots. But even after Amendment 4, advocates say that there's still more work ahead. Now they say they need to get people to vote. Now that the amendment will go into the Constitution, I believe the effort now is to make sure that all of those people are registered so that their voice can count for the next election, says Alexander. Blessings and grace to Florida for passing that measure. And prayers go out to the other states that don't allow ones to vote for their lifetime. And on NPR.org, Motel 6 agrees to pay millions after giving guest lists to immigration authorities. The hotel chain Motel 6 has agreed to pay $7.6 million to settle a class action lawsuit after multiple Motel 6 locations gave guest lists to the Immigration and Customs Enforcement agents. Sharing those lists led to arrests and deportations of an as-yet-unknown number of hotel guests. The settlement deal was tentatively reached in July, but details were not public until this week. The agreement, which still needs to be approved by a federal judge, calls for Motel 6 to pay money directly to affected guests and also to impose tighter controls over private information. Motel 6 has acknowledged that guests were given the authorities but denied that senior management was aware of the practice. As of last fall, the company said it had called for all locations to stop sharing guest lists with ICE. News of the practice first broke last September when the Phoenix News Times investigated two corporate-owned Motel 6 locations in Phoenix. One anonymous hotel clerk told the Alt Weekly, 
We send a report every morning to ICE, all the names of everybody that comes in. We do the audit and we push a button and it sends it to ICE. With all of these cases we looked at, the persons didn't have any outstanding warrant. There weren't any complaints and there was no sign that they were violating other laws while they were staying at the hotel. In other words, they weren't bothering anybody. They had paid to rent a room, so it's hard to see what problem it was causing for the motel to have them as a customer. A few months later, officials in Washington state said that six motel, six locations in the Puget Sound region admitted the same guest list sharing practice, which violates consumer protection laws. The hotel turned over the guest list of everybody staying at the hotel, so thousands of individuals had their names turned over to ICE. Washington State Attorney General Bob Ferguson told NPR in January, and according to our interviews with employees at Motel 6, ICE agents would circle the names that looked Latino-sounding and round those names through a database and would then detain individuals based on those random checks. Washington State filed a lawsuit against Motel 6 that is still pending. The new settlement would deal would resolve a separate class action lawsuit filed in Phoenix in January on behalf of affected guests. The lawsuit alleges that disclosing guests' personal information to immigration authorities was a corporate policy that violated customers' rights to privacy and discriminated on the basis of race by targeting Latinos. The settlement agreement doesn't include any admission of wrongdoing, and Motel 6 continues to deny that it had any illegal policies. The tentative settlement deal includes payment to all customers who stayed at Motel 6 and had their information shared with immigration authorities. Anyone who had their information shared with no apparent repercussions would receive $50. Anyone who was questioned by authorities as a result would receive $1,000. And anyone who was placed in deportation proceedings would receive not less than $7,500. The total payouts would be capped at $1 million and $5.6 million and $1 million, respectively. The lawsuit was filed by MALDEF, the Mexican American Legal Defense and Education Fund. MALDF and Motel 6 issued a joint statement which said in part, Motel 6 fully recognizes the seriousness of the situation and accepts full responsibility for both compensating those who were harmed and taking the necessary steps to ensure that we protect the privacy of our guests. As part of the agreement, Motel 6 has implemented additional controls to protect private information and enhance corporate oversight in cases where law enforcement requests information, including when lawful requests are made. Thomas Saenz, the president and general counsel to MLDAF, says it's important that there's a way for those who are victims anywhere in the country to seek compensation. But he says it's more important that the future Motel 6 will not engage in this conduct. Motel 6 has said that the sharing the guest list was implemented at a local level without senior management's knowledge. Ferguson, the Washington State Attorney General, was skeptical of that local practice claim when he spoke to NPR in January. So blessings and grace to M-A-L-D-E-F for filing that lawsuit and fighting for the rights of the ones that received that despicable harassment and the ones that were deported, that they won 
and received monetary justice. And on CNBC.com, the U.S. is now pumping more oil than Russia and Saudi Arabia, and OPEC could strike back. U.S. oil production jumped to 11.6 million barrels a day last week, a fact that will not be lost on OPEC and its partner, Russia, when they meet over the, over the next weekend. An OPEC and non-OPEC committee meets in Abu Dhabi, and while ministers will not take action, they could recommend a cut in production. U.S. production now surpasses that of both Russia and Saudi Arabia, which ramped up ahead of expected United States sanctions on Iranian crude, which took effect this week. And on the BBC.com, BBC Nairobi, the largest bureau outside of the United Kingdom. The BBC, the British Broadcasting Commission, has today launched its largest bureau outside of the UK in Kenya's capital, Nairobi. Close to 300 of the, of the 600 BBC journalists working across Africa are based in the new state-of-the-art facility. Our most important investment will be in training the next generation of African reporters and producers to world-class standards, Francesca Unsworth, director of BBC News, said. The expansion is being funded by $376 million from the UK government. The production facilities at the Bureau include a TV studio and two further live broadcast positions, two radio studios, two work radio workspaces, and five TV edit suites. Earlier this year, another major hub was opened in Nigeria's commercial city of Lagos, where three new language services are based. While there is also an expansion of the French service base in Senegal's capital, Dakar, the BBC World Service opened its Nairobi Bureau in 1998 and now broadcasts in a total of 12 African languages plus English, we are celebrating the African journalists and the program makers here today who will carry the torch of BBC professionalism, accuracy, and impartiality into the future. Rachel Akita Akui said, and she's the head of the East African languages for the BBC World Service. So the I is in now Nairobi. Nissan to establish automotive manufacturing industry in Ghana, according to GhanaWeb.com. Ghana has signed a memorandum of understanding with Nissan Group of Africa for the establishment of an automotive manufacturing industry in Ghana, which will make Ghana the hub for sales and marketing of Nissan in West Africa. This was announced Tuesday, the 6th of November, 2018, when the managing director of Nissan Group of Africa, Mike Whitfield paid a courtesy call on President Akufu Addo. According to Mr. Whitefield, Nissan aims to be the first car maker to assemble vehicles in Ghana, building on its market leadership in the country. Nissan models have explained accounted for 32.8% of the vehicle sales in Ghana last year, with the company's cars, pickups, and SUVs sold through the national network of six sales and service outlets. Nissan is the most popular auto brand in Ghana because the quality of our products and services has won the trust of our customers, Whitfield said. He continued, we want to build our leadership by supporting the government to create the environment for successful automotive manufacturing industry in the country. 
Building vehicles in Ghana will enable us to further improve the products and services we offer to our customers here and have significant long-term benefits for the economy in terms of jobs and growth. On his part, President Akufu-Addo welcomed strongly the decision by Nissan to establish an automotive manufacturing industry in Ghana. The president explained that his administration had embarked on a journey on moving the country away from being a mere producer and exporter of raw materials with the focus on value addition and industrial activities. One of the areas of focus he stressed was the automotive industry, the reason why his administration has spent the last 22 months strengthening the fundamentals of the Ghanaian economy to attract such investment. To have an A-plus company like yours in Ghana is positive, and we welcome you strongly. We hope that the MOU will be signed so that not just remain an MOU will translate into concrete benefits for us all, President Akufo-Addo said. The Minister of Trade, Alan Karamitin, also prayed Nissan's commitment to Ghana, saying we welcome this MOU and commit ourselves in turn to working with Nissan to create the necessary environment for the level of investment that will make Ghana's automotive sector a reality. So the eyes on Africa and Ghana will have Nissan being produced out of it. Blessings and grace for the transition and the translation into monetary success in Yeshua's name. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology. Blessings and grace. I'm 
God's gonna trouble the water. Wait in the water. Wait in the water, children. Wait in the water. God's gonna trouble.
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with technology. Starting off at GlobeAndMail.com, Toronto human rights lawyer sounds the alarm on Canada's plan to use artificial intelligence in immigration. Imagine a not-so-distant future when automated bots appraise refugee stories about their own lives, probing whether their marriages are real, their children are their own, or whether they pose a security threat, then imagine these artificial intelligence arbitrators meting out inscrutable rulings that push people out of Canada and back to precarious lives back home where they may face war, oppressive regimes, or persecution. It's a dystopian scenario newcomers could face one day in Canada, according to Petra Molnar, a Toronto human rights and refugee lawyer who has been steadily shining a light on the more troubling realities of the country's immigration system. In September, Ms. Molinar co-authored a pivotal report on the ethical perils of Canada's plans to use artificial intelligence to help vet immigrant and refugee claims. Ms. Molinar is sounding the urgent alarm. 
Though technology is often viewed as impartial, it's anything but, the lawyer argues. Discrimination, bias, and violations of due process and privacy are just the tip of the iceberg when unchecked AI assisting or replacing the judgment of human decision-makers in the immigration sphere. These systems will have life-in-depth ramifications for ordinary people, many of whom are fleeing for their lives, read the 88-page report, a joint project between the International Human Rights Program at the University of Toronto's Faculty of Law and the Citizen Lab at the Monk School of Global Affairs and Public Policy. As an immigrant who stared down her own difficult circumstances, Ms. Molinar finds herself feeling personally invested in helping people rebuild their lives in Canada. Her parents immigrated to Winnipeg from the Czech Republic in 2000. Family turmoil, including domestic violence, nearly derailed her education. My whole childhood was punctuated by really difficult family relationships, said Ms. Molinar, whose father left her mother 10 years ago. After forfeiting a University of Toronto scholarship to help her single mother back in Winnipeg, Ms. Molinar eventually became the first lawyer in her family. Although these issues are personal, said Ms. Molinar, who's articled at Toronto's Barbara Schiffer Commemorative Clinic, which aids women who have experienced violence, she worked with refugee women who were struggling with trauma and precarious housing and employment as they escaped spouses threatening them and their children with harm. The work with refugee women and the groundbreaking AI immigration screening research both ignite her fire for protecting human rights, said Ms. Molinar. This spring, an attempt to deal with backlog, the federal government piloted an artificial intelligence program to assist with immigration applications made on humanitarian and compassionate grounds. They're using artificial intelligence program to assist with immigration applications made on humanitarian and compassionate grounds. They want the artificial intelligence to mitigate compassion and the grounds for it. Processes for people who often believe they will face harm back home. The use of AI with such immigrants is a laboratory for high-risk experiments with an already high discretionary system, read Ms. Molinar's report, co-authored by the Citizens Lab Research Fellow Lex Gill. Canadians need to shed long-standing myths about artificial intelligence before turning to it for such dire work, Ms. Molinar argues. We often falsely assume that technology is mechanical and objective, even though its algorithms are designed by human beings who hold various biases. This can include prejudiced views about how people look, which religion they practice, and where they travel. There's also a mistaken belief that technology can read people better than people can, even as it is non-sentient and prone to system error. Given AI technologies are in their infancy, Ms. Molinar warns that they may be too oversimplified to over-nuanced appraisals of people in complex, high-risk situations. Ms. Molinar has met with government officials to call for transparency and accountability. The lawyer wants to see the creation of an independent task force to ensure that technologies fall within domestic and international human rights laws. She's urging a freeze on the rollout of such systems until standards, safeguards, and robust appeal processes are in place. In the field of human rights law, advocacy usually arises after people are violated. The AI work is unique because it looks to prevent future harms. This was uncharted territory. There was no meaningful focus on this before, 
said Ms. Muscudi, director of the International Human Rights Program. Prior to AI research, Ms. Molinar had been working on migrants' rights for a decade. Today, alongside the work on AI-assisted border controls, Ms. Molinar is also investigating the trauma of immigration detention centers, where thousands of migrants and asylum seekers are held each year in, this, in Canada. So we need to pray that they stop that system of using artificial intelligence to gain humanitarian and compassionate grounds to process applications. How can an artificial intelligence gauge that? Fire burn on all that kind of silliness. And moving on to nature.com, how biologists are creating lifelike cells from scratch. Built from the bottom up, synthetic cells and other creations are starting to come together and consume test the boundaries of life. There were just eight ingredients, two proteins, two buffering agents, two types of fat molecule, and some chemical energy, but that was enough to create a flotilla of bouncing, pulsating blobs, rudimentary cell-like structures with some of the machinery necessary to divide on their own. To biophysicist Petra Sweel, the dancing creations in her lab represent an important step toward building synthetic cell from bottom up, something she's been working toward for the past 10 years, most recently at the Max Planck Institute of Biochemistry in Mystery, Germany. I've always been fascinated by this question, what distinguishes life from non-living matter, she says. The challenge, according to Schwell, is to determine which components are needed to make a living system. In her perfect synthetic cell, she'd know every single factor that makes it a tick. Researchers have been trying to create artificial cells for more than 20 years, piecing together biomolecules in, in just the right context to approximate different aspects of life. Although there are many such aspects, they generally fall into three categories, compartmentalization or the separation of bio, biomolecules in space, metabolism, and biochemistry that sustains life, and informational control, the storage and management of cellular instructions. The pace of work has been accelerating, thanks in part to recent advances and microfluidic technologies, which allow scientists to coordinate the movements of minuscule cellular components. Research groups have already determined ways of sculpting cell-like blobs into desired shapes, of creating rudimentary versions of cellular metabolism and of transplanting handcrafted genomes into living cells. But bringing all these elements together remain a challenge. The field is nevertheless imbued with the new sense of optimism about the quest. In September of 2017, researchers from 17 laboratories in the, in the Netherlands formed the group building a synthetic cell, BASIC, which aims to construct cell-like growing and dividing system within 10 years, according to biophysicist Marlene Dogtrum, who directs BASIC at a laboratory at Deft University of Technology. The project, powered by an 18.8, million Dutch gravitation grant. In September, the United States National Science Foundation, NSF, announced its first program on synthetic cells, funded in the tune of $10 million, and several European investigators, including Schwill, have proposed building a synthetic cell as one of the European Commission's future and emerging technologies flagship schemes, which received funding of $1 billion.
Bottom-up synthetic biologists predict that the first fully artificial cells could spark life in little more than a decade. I'm pretty sure we'll get this as well. Research groups have made big strides, recreating several aspects of cell-like life, especially in mimicking the membranes that surround cells and compartmentalize internal components. That's because organizing molecules is key to getting them to work together at the right time and place. Although you can open up a billion bacteria and pour the contents into a test tube, for example, the biological process would not continue for long. Some components would need to be kept apart and others brought together. So they have figured out a way to make lifelike cells from scratch. Blessings and grace to humanity to be able to have the wherewithal to sustain these new types of experimentations and implementations. And on stuff.co.nz, how restaurants will use artificial intelligence to boost sales. Artificial intelligence is going to impact us in many ways in the future, but don't think you'll escape from it on a night out with friends at your favorite restaurant. It may feel like it's just fun eating and drinking good things, but there could be a lot more going on behind the scenes than you realize. Take the music, good isn't it, nice and loud, but in the morning the receipt on the table shows you spent way more than you had planned once again. In the future, if you wonder why a restaurant seems to fit uncannily well into your life, it might be that you're being helped or played, depending on your point of view by artificial intelligence. AI is coming to New Zealand's restaurant and bars. Restaurant Association President Mike Egan made that clear in a report to its recent combined association and Eat NZ conference in Christchurch. Egan, a Wellington restaurateur, outlined some of the technology and analysis that will bring sweeping changes based on the work of Swedish company Livet, which has designed 13,000 restaurants in 43 countries. It left the audience of about 200 hospitality leaders partly shocked, partly dismayed, and partly excited about its possibilities. They found out that music was really important. And even more fascinating was discovered that music volume influenced sales. Music played more loudly caused diners to buy more unhealthy foods like pizza and burgers. Louder music toward the end of the evening made people stay longer and buy more. Quieter music boosted healthy food sales. The volume also mattered as to the time of day and how many customers were in the restaurant. All this information was fed into software, counted by those cell phones, which automatically analyzed all the factors and controlled the music and the volume to maximize sales. Artificial scent was also used to drive sales at different times. Wood-fired, Oven scent pushed into a room lifted pizza sales, but when basil scent was used, salad sales went up 13%, which was useful during weekdays when people tended to order more healthy. Lighting was also controlled by AI, so the restaurant presented to the most attractive look from the outside. When it's light outside, diners don't want to go into a dark cavern. When it's dark outside, they find different light attractive. All this measuring and tracking was happening without the customers knowing it was happening. But it's interesting that when customers were asked to let the restaurant geo-track them, they opted out. The lesson here was tracking diners when they didn't know it works best.
He said the overwhelming food trends overseas and in New Zealand and for all demographics was mindful choices around ordering food. This meant knowing where the food had come from, how it's produced, whether it was organic or not. So they are using artificial intelligence to boost sales in restaurants. And on BBC.com, why big tech pays poor Kenyans to teach self-driving cars. When artificial intelligence works as intended, Silicon Valley types often say it's like magic, but it isn't magic. It's Brenda, a 26-year-old single mother who lives in Kiberia, Africa's largest slum, and perhaps the toughest neighborhood on earth, where hundreds of thousands of people live in a space not much bigger than London's Hyde Park. Each day, Brenda leaves her home, here to catch a bus to the east side of Nairobi, where she, along with more than 1,000 colleagues in the same building, work hard on the side of artificial intelligence we hear little, little about or even see. In her eight-hour shift, she creates training data, information, images, most often prepared in a way that computers can understand. Brenda loads up an image And then she uses the mouse to trace around just about everything. People, cars, road signs, lane markings, even the sky, specifying whether it's cloudy or bright, ingesting millions of these images into an artificial intelligence system means a self-driving car, to use one example, can begin to recognize those objects in the real world. The more data, the supposedly smarter the machine. She and her colleagues sit close, often too close, to their monitors, zooming in on the images to make sure not a single pixel is tagged incorrectly. The work will be checked by a superior who will send it back if it's not up to scratch. For the fastest, most accurate trainers, the honor of having your name up on one of the many TV screens around the office, and the most popular perk of all, shopping vouchers. You get to do something unique, Brenda told me when I visited the tiny home she shares with her daughter, brother, and mother. With my work that I'm doing, I believe I'm working for something that's going to help someone in the future. Founded in 2008, Source received a frosty reception in its early days. In recession hit America, outsourcing a large number of jobs to the developing world was not seen as a welcome idea. It arguably still isn't. Those who did like that concept worried that there were too few people with the digital skills necessary to do the work to a standard the tech giants would accept. Very smart people in the tech world and in the world of big philanthropy said this was a wonderful idea, but that it would never work, John recalled. Today, Samosource is the largest organization of its kind in East Africa and also has facilities in Asia and North America. John touts the company's record for accuracy and security as the major reasons why Google et al. come to them for this work. But of course, there's an obvious motivation for these companies to use workers in parts of the world where wages are rock bottom and where locals are desperate for steady work. Samosource targets those currently earning about $2 a day or less in a so-called informal economy of odd or dangerous jobs. Samosource instead provides a living wage of about $9 a day. That's an improvement, but still a pittance for Silicon Valley. Yes, it's cost-effective, Jonna said, but one thing that's critical in our line of work is not to pay wages that would distort 
local labor markets. If we were to pay people substantially more than that, we would throw everything off. That would have potentially negative impact on the cost of housing, the cost of food in the communities in which the workers thrive. Then, of course, there's a question of what happens when the work is no longer needed. Samosource's main business is, after all, in providing data for automated systems. What if the process of creating the data becomes automated as well? That's a billion-dollar technology question that everyone is paranoid about, Jonna said. I think there's a lot of hype around that, but if you actually talk to data scientists, the minds behind these algorithms, you'll find the machine is much farther behind than most people realize. We're going to need training data for a long time. Samosource believes it has impacted almost 50,000 people in the developing world. Those who either worked at Samosource or are supported by someone who did, it has surveyed former employees and discovered that around 84% continued on to more formal work or took up higher education. One of those workers moving into bigger things is Idris Abdi, 25, who was able to move out the slum. It has changed my, my everything, he said. It has changed my perspective and exposed me to see that there is hope beyond living here. Moving forward on to interestingengineering.com, scientists develop liquid that can store solar energy for more than a decade. Scientists have made another step towards scaling the energy system that can store solar power for long periods of time. Solar power has been lauded as the answer to moving away from fossil fuel-dependent power supplies. However, consistent access to solar power has proven dif difficult to issues with storing for long periods of time. These problems might just be about to be solved, though. A series of new research papers have outlined the use of a novel approach to storing the sun's energy. Scientists in Sweden had developed a specialized fluid called a solar thermal fuel that can reportedly store energy captured from the sun for over a decade. A solar thermal fuel is like a rechargeable battery, but instead of electricity, you put the sunlight in and get heat out, triggered on demand. Jeffrey Grossman, an engineer, works with these materials at MIT, explained to NBC News. The fluid has been in development for over a year by scientists from Chalmers University of Technology in Sweden. The exciting liquid is a molecule composed of carbon, hydrogen, and nitrogen. When sunlight makes contact with the liquid, the bonds between its atoms are rearranged and it transforms into an energized version of itself called an isomer. The sun's energy is then captured between the isomer's strong chemical bonds. Incredibly, the energy stays trapped there even when the molecule cools down to room temperature. To put the trapped energy to use, the liquid is put through a catalyst which returns the molecule to its original form, releasing energy in the form of heat. The energy in this isomer can now be stored for up to 18 years, and when we come to extract the energy and use it, we get a warmth increase, which is greater than we dared hope for, says the leader of the research team. The research lab placed a prototype of the complete energy system onto the roof of the university. It has already caught the eye of several large investors. The system works as a loop. It has a concave reflector with a pipe at its center, which tracks the sun's position. The liquid is pumped through transparent tubes to be headed by the sun. As it heats, it changes from its initial form of a molecule into its heat-trapping isomer. The energy-full liquid is then stored at room temperature. 
When an energy demand occurs, the fluid is pushed through a catalyst that convert the molecules back to their original form, warming the liquid by 63 degrees Celsius. This warm liquid can be used and can have application in everything from domestic heating systems, powering a building's water heater, dishwasher, clothes dryer, and much more. The liquid is then pumped back to the roof to be rescued. So far, the researchers have put the fluid through the cycle more than 125 times without significant damage to the molecule. This most recent study in the series has been published in Energy and Environmental Science. So they have the scientists developed a liquid that can store solar energy for more than a decade. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and grace. Peace, words we speak so softly Open the air 
You better eat your greens before the green consumes you. Focused on the dollar and the dream until the body lets down on you. You say the cat is hard to chew, so you'd rather eat your junk food. Stagnant frequency inside the temple. Now it's affecting your mental state of mind. It happens all the time. You better eat your greens, greens, greens. Asparagus, parsley. Cucumber, carrot, and don't forget the collard greens, basil, oregano. You know I love my avocado. I'm in love with the cocoa, coconut. Daylight come, told me I go pick a bunch of green banana, boil it in a stew. So you know I gotta add some callaloo. Eat your greens. Blessings and grace. And I'm back with Herbnology. I'll be talking about the surprising benefits of daikon. Daikon is a type of winter white radish that grows primarily in Southeast and East Asia. It's characterized by large, rapidly growing leaves and long white root. It's technically considered a cruciferous vegetable and therefore has many of the same benefits in its leaves. It's also praised for the nutrient content in its root, which is commonly pickled and eaten as a vegetable in Japan, China, and other Asian countries as part of their, cu- their cuisine. Daikon is commonly used in diced form in ingredients in soups, salads, curries, rice dishes, and various condiments, While the leaves are often consumed as typical green salad vegetable, the juice is most commonly marketed as a healthy beverage for a wide range of conditions. The impressive qualities of daikon include its low food energy levels and high nutrient content, make it highly sought-after ingredient in many foods. Further, the health benefits of daikon have been well known for generations. It improves respiratory health. The combination of antibacterial and antiviral activities with the expectorant properties of daikon and its juice make it ideal for treating respiratory issues. The excess phlegm or mucus in your respiratory tract can capture bacteria and allow it to grow. Daikon juice not only clears out the phlegm, but it also eliminates bacteria and other pathogens, keeping your respiratory system healthy. It improves digestion. Daikon juice has also been shown to possess similar enzymes to those found in human digestive tract, including amylase and esterase. These enzymes can facilitate more efficient digestion of complex carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. This can prevent constipation and increase nutrient uptake efficiency in the gut. It detoxifies the body. Daikon has long been known as a diuretic by nature, which means that it stimulates urination. This helps to keep the kidneys clean and functioning at high level by stimulating the elimination of excess toxins, fat, and even water 
through urination. It prevents cancer. Daikon is not only a high nutrient content, but it also possesses certain antioxidant phenolic compounds that have been shown to reduce various types of cancer, particularly of the stomach. Nitrosamine is a specific compound found in it that prevents the development of many cancer-causing substances. It boosts the immune system. The high concentration of vitamin C in Daikon makes it ideal for your immune system as it stimulates the production of white blood cells. This helps speed up healing and repair of cells and tissues throughout the body. Daikon leaves are the richest source of vitamin C, so if you want a health boost, have a daikon leaf salad with some daikon juice on the side. Anti-inflammatory agent. Research has shown that the anti-inflammatory compounds found in daikon juice, its roots, and leaves can significantly decrease inflammation throughout the body. This helps boost heart health and reduce the risk of developing arthritis. It also treats gout and eases discomfort and pain from injuries and strained muscles. It improves bone health. Like most fruciferous fruits, daikon is a rich source of calcium, which is essential for bone health. If you are at risk of developing osteoporosis or beginning to feel the pain related to old age, adding some daikon and calcium to your diet can definitely improve your condition and slow the natural aging process. And weight loss. Intake of daikon fills you up and provides the body with essential nutrients without significantly increasing the calorie count or cholesterol intake in your daily diet. This is due to low calorie and cholesterol nature, combined with its high fiber and nutrient content, making it a perfect for a weight loss diet. And skincare, daikon oil is relatively rare, but it can be directly applied to the skin for anti-aging effects. Similar results are also experienced when daikon is normally consumed. The antioxidant properties of the vegetable help to prevent the effects of free radicals, which are harmful byproducts of cellular metabolism. You can prevent wrinkles, improve skin glow, increase circulation of the skin, and even reduce appearances of blemishes and age spots. So evidence has shown that daikon and other radishes shouldn't be eaten by people with gallstones. So other than that, it's not commonly known as an allergen or and is generally considered healthy for everyone. So skin care, weight loss, improved bone health, anti-inflammatory agent, boosts immune system, prevents cancer, detoxifies the body, improves digestion, improves respiratory health. Daikon, take a closer look at the nature of the Most High, and enjoy the benefits that it has for you. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. A song for you. If I took away your language and your truth And taught you to be ashamed of But in the video you're dying 
what's I'm going so on here? We're not, no, what's going on? That was a big Jeez mistake. Louise. We were not supposed to play that. Blessings and grace. 
And I'm back with the metaphysics of the moment. And vibration, the metaphysical meaning of vibration, the rate at which all force moves, one of the greatest discoveries of all ages is that of physical science, which shows that all things have their source of being in vibration. When Yeshua taught so profoundly in symbols about the richness of the kingdom of heavens has now been proved true. The whole universe is in vibration, and that vibration is under law. Chaos would result if the law were not supreme. Each particular thing has its rate of vibration. Heat, light, and color are different rates of vibration and one field of primal energy. Different colors are caused by different frequencies of the vibration as they strike the eye. But what causes vibration? We answer, mind. Your mind. Thought vibrations, energy sent out by the force and power of thought. And thought, a product of thinking, a mental vibration or impulse. Each thought is an identity that has a central ego around which all its elements revolve. Thoughts are capable of expressing themselves. Every thought clothes itself in a life form according to the character given it by the thinker. The form is simply the conclusion of the thought. One of the axiomatic truths of metaphysics is that thoughts are things, that the mind of man marshals its faculties and literally makes into living entities the thoughts that it entertains is also a foregone conclusion. The word things expresses poorly the active and very vital character of the thoughts to which the mind gives life, substance, and intelligence. We see many inanimate things around us in the material world. If we compare our creative thoughts with them, we get an inferior conception of the marvelous ability of our minds and its creative capacity. Thought is controlled by the right use of affirmation and the denial by the power of the mind to accept and reject. The power of the mind is the I am, and it's through the avenue of expression I am, that thought control, dominion, and mastery are obtained. Thoughts are controlled by the mind through its power to say yes or no. To hold a thought is to affirm or deny a certain proposition, both mentally and audibly, until the logic of the mind is satisfied and the spiritual realization is attained. Thought atmosphere, the surrounding mental climate created by each person, in accordance with the character of his thinking. Thoughts of negation build an antagonistic and discordant atmosphere. Thoughts of love and prosperity and health and faith create a harmonious mental atmosphere. Thought centers a collection or aggregation of ideas in the mind. Thoughts of one kind are attracted to one another, form in consciousness, group themselves in the body, and build organs through which they manifest. For example, Love manifests through the heart. Colony of thought. Like attracts like. A thought will take up its abode in our consciousness with thoughts of like character. This law of attraction continues until combined thoughts make a colony. And this colony of thoughts expresses itself in the cells of the body for good or ill. And thought power. The moving force within an idea that gives it expression. All structures are built by thought power. This power is transmitted from mind to mind. 
and from body to body in all living forms. And thought stuff, the omnipresent, invisible substance ever ready to take form in accordance with one's mental pattern, the thought stuff of the universe is more sensitive than a photographic record. It transcribes not only all sounds, but even the slightest vibration of thought. And thought vibrations, energy sent out by the force and power of thought, all who are in like planes of consciousness where the thinker of the thought receives these energies, it is this way telepathic messages are sent and received. When one sends thoughts in personal consciousness, the process is laborious and dangerous. There is a law of spirit that equalizes all forces generated by the mind. This law is in the keeping of the divine principle, and there is neither success nor safety in using thought energies without its guiding wisdom. The metaphysical meaning of planes. Planes, the different realms of ideas in which men function. There are many planes of life, one above or below another, yet not conflicting. All creation is based on life activity, or as it is called in physical science, rates of vibration. A certain activity in the life current forms worlds on a plane which we may call the physical. A little increase in the vibratory rate makes another system, which we may designate as the cyclical. A still higher rate makes a universe where spiritual ideals prevail. These are all interlaced and interblended in the presence around and within us. Hence the kingdom of God is within you, Luke 17, 21, or among you. And faculties, the metaphysical meaning of faculties, the 12 faculties of mind in man, as it's symbolized by the 12 disciples of Yeshua with their location in the body. Faith is Peter, the center of your head, your penile gland. Strength is Andrew, the small of the back. Judgment is James, the son of Zebedee, the lower part of solar plexus. Love is John, the back of the heart, the cardiac center. Power is Philip, the root of the tongue. Imagination is Bartholomew or Nathaniel, between the eyes. Understanding is Thomas, the front of the brain. Will is Matthew, the center of the brain. Order is James, the son of Alphaeus, the navel. Zeal, Simon the Canaanite, the lower back of the head, the medulla. Elimination or renunciation, Stadius, the lower part of the back, and appropriation or life conservation, Judas, the genitive function. The names of these faculties are not arbitrary. They can be expanded or changed to suit a broader understanding of their full nature. For example, Philip at the root of the tongue governs taste. He also controls the action of the larynx and all power vibrations. So the term power expresses but a small part of his official capacity. The Hebrew word rena means tremulous vibration, strident sound, vibrant voice, song of praise, shout of joy, roaring torrent, mournful cry, wailing moan, son of Shimon, a man of Judah, mentioned First Chronicles 4.20. Metaphysically, rena is power expressing through the voice, 
a tremulous vibration, a strident sound, vibrant voice, song of praise, shout of joy, roaring torrent. Rena may also be said to signify an inner reaching after God in the consciousness that is not yet poised in understanding. This inner urge and longing may take on characteristics either of positive affirmation and the declaration of good as already received, or a negative form of prayer, that of sorrowful supplication, a mournful cry, a wailing moan. And things, metaphysically, things are thoughts lowered in vibration to the level of sense perception. The things that appear a formulation of man's idea of himself and God, back of everything is a thought, still the senses, and you will perceive the thought behind the things. An organic regeneration to become conscious of divine substance. Affirm your unity with it until you feel it as exquisite vibration in every part of your body. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, so often referred to by the apostles. When you feel it, you may know that you are tasting the hen and mana, Revelations 2.17, that you have begun organic regeneration that will be completed in immortality in the body, the body of Christ, 1 Corinthians 12.27. And hearing, metaphysically hearing, is the ability to look deeper than words and catch the inner meaning. He hath ears, let him hear, Matthew 13.9. In many places the Bible indicates that the ear referred to is not the physical organ, but the listening mind. The ear that conceives and really hears is the auditory center in the brain. It is here that the mind grasps and analyzes the sound vibrations. And the voice, the faculty or power of utterance, the power center in the throat controls all the vibratory energies of this organism, It is the open door between the formless and the formed words of vibrations pertaining to the expression of sound. Every word that goes forth receives its specific character from the power faculty. Therefore, the voice is the most direct avenue of expression and consciousness. Spirit is the still small voice in every man that hears and blesses and uplifts. Spirit is made manifest as perfect wholeness through the illumined mind. The art of listening to the inner voice and obeying it is well worth developing. Then it is that that the Christ of one's life calls out, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. When the thinking faculty is obedient and does as it's told, it is always rewarded with a multitude of new ideas. And vesture, the vesture of Yeshua, John 19, 23, symbolizes the consciousness of unity, which is the inner conviction of all things. And finally, rainbow. Metaphysically, the rainbow is a token of a covenant between me and earth. Genesis 9, 13 to 15, involves the law of obedience, Noah. The rainbow is formed of many drops of water each of which acts as a prism, receiving and transmitting the sunlight. Each drop represents a human being and the whole race. 
The seven colors of the solar spectrum are produced by different rates of vibration and a universal energy, which in its myriad activities makes the visible universe. When man is like Noah, obedient to the guidance of God, he will never be flooded by negative conditions, and the whole race enters into this obedience with perfect principles, will be forever established. The rainbow is a sign of this state in which we shall form with our obedient minds a circle of natural perfection. We have to be aware of our vibrations, the ones around us, what we're emitting, and how we sit and walk and talk with all the energies within us and around us in this world and become sovereign over our state of being and emit and project what is beneficial at all times and only receive that which nurtures. In Yeshua's name, we're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace, I'd like to thank you for joining me for another offering of Women's Wednesday. I'd like to take the time to say thank you and show love to the frequency that accompanies me, the music. Sam Gallatry, intro. Tech Lum, heart and mind. The Black Opera, featuring Georgia Ann Muldrow, the beginning of the end. Takuya Matsumoto, B. Sun Ra Godspell, Black Amolo, Positive Ever, Arima Adera, For the Restless, Georgia Ann Muldrow, Keep It Real, F Soul, Greens, Princess Kazaya, Armageddon, 30 Over 70, Breaking Free for This World to Change, Tamani, Power, Oshun, Preach, Neka, Africans, Kalissa, Topsy Turvy, Nia Wakia, Ali, Alive, Soul Dynamic featuring Deborah Bond, There's a Place, Nikki Sislin, Belief, Lauren Hill, Freedom Time, Kalissa, Keep My Head Up, The Whitefield Brothers featuring Bachka, Earthology, Sarak, The First Mother, and John Nine in the midst. Remember that you are water. Cry. Cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground, build, give. Peace, blessings, love, and strength. Shoulders. 
around 